Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We the Italian News, a podcast about Italy still during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, September 8, 2022, and this is the first episode of the fourth season of We the Italian News. Dear friends, August is over, summer is ending, and We the Italian News is back to try to tell you what is happening in Italy, where there is no shortage of problems and plenty of worries, although tourists, especially Americans, have returned to and have filled in Italy where there have been almost no coronavirus restrictions, although the economy is fairly recovering, at least for the moment, and for the first time in years the number of unemployed has dropped below the 2 million mark. Schools begin again these days and students will finally be able to return to classes without masks for the first time since the pandemic began. There is a new algorithm based on artificial intelligence capable of improving audits based on experience which will hopefully allow for the recovery of at least part of the tax and contribution evasion in Italy, which here fell below 100 billion euros for the first time in 2019 but remains very high. The European Recovery Plan also put as one of its uh, as one of its goals to erode the huge tax gap, the gap between taxes owed and taxes collected. Uh, meanwhile, the euro has fallen its value against the dollar, and right now a dollar is worth more than a euro. This is good for exports of Italian goods to America and for American tourists coming to Italy, so I strongly urge you to keep buying made in Italy and coming on vacation here. Finally, before we specifically address the three most important topics, yesterday Rome officially unveiled its candidacy candidacy for the 2030 World Expo. The capital of Italy will have to manage a lot of money from the European Recovery Plan. We will host in 2023 the Ryder Cup, the third most important sports event in the world for popularity. In 2025 we will have the Jubilee that is held every 25 years. And finally Rome hopes to be able to organize the Expo in 2030. In the city could really put this if the city could really put these opportunities and, and the money that will come to organize them to good use, it would be possible to revolutionize the many things that do not work in this wonderful city, which is where I was born and have lived since that day. When Milan hosted the expo in 2015, it was an enormous success, and since that day Milan has been reborn and grown a lot. The hope is that it can happen in Rome as well, putting all these great opportunities together. The first of the three important topics to explore is coronavirus. We had a fairly quiet summer in which we often behaved as we did before the pandemic. The most observant of us still wear masks in supermarkets or in very small enclosed places like elevators and it is still mandatory to do so in hospitals and nursing homes. But otherwise, other than perhaps disinfecting our hands often, life seems to be back to what it was before. Not the numbers though. We are still getting infected, sick, hospitalized and still dozens of Italians every day die from the virus. We are getting used to all this and now there's hope for the new vaccines just approved by the European and Italian drug agencies, updated to combat the variants that appeared this summer. But the new Italian study says with certainty that those who have taken COVID have perennial protection and much stronger than that given by vaccines. According to this study, those who have already contracted the virus no longer need the vaccine. It may happen that they become infected again, but they can never get sick with COVID as with any seasonal flu. No person who has overcome the infection has ever ended up in an intensive care unit because of COVID, again according to this promising study. In any case, the situation is pretty much under control for the time being here. But in past years, the fall and then the winter have brought numerous more problems than the summers. And so we should all be very careful, hoping that soon we'll be coming out of this nightmare. 
The second important topic is the war in Ukraine, which has now started more than six months ago and uh, gives many concerns in Italy. Without going too much into specifics, Italy continues to support Ukraine in every way, and all parties promise that if they win the elections, they will continue, although there are those who do so much, much less strongly than others. The main concern is with Europe's largest nuclear reactor, which is located at Zaporizhia in southern, southeastern Europe, Ukraine. The United Nations Atomic Energy Agency has found various damages and is calling for the fighting around the plant to be stopped before a catastrophe happens for which not only Ukrainians would pay the consequences, but the whole Europe too, as happened in the 80s in Chernobyl, another Ukrainian nuclear power plant well known for the 1986 disaster, whose radiation also reached Italy, albeit in a mild form. These are horrible memories that we would like to never experience again. The third important topic is related to the second, and it is the gas crisis that is largely dependent on the Russian war with Ukraine. <clears throat> As mentioned several times in previous episodes of this podcast, Italy at the beginning of the year depended on Russia for 40% of its gas supplies. After the war began, the Italian government began making deals with other supplier countries, taking other measures too to get gas from other sources and storing gas to increase its reserves for the winter. Today, Italy's dependence on Russian gas has been greatly reduced to 18% in July, the latest available figure, but achieving complete independence will not be easy. Italy uses a lot of gas for energy production, importing almost all of it, 95% in 2021, because domestic production is very limited. A few days ago, Prime Minister Mario Draghi, (coughs) who is now in office only for current affairs, explained that independence can be achieved in the fall of 2024 if two new Riga sapphires are installed, on which, however, not all parties agree. It is a key goal for national security because Russia has not hesitated to use gas as a geopolitical weapon against Ukraine and its European allies, Draghi said. And it is true. Two days ago, Russian Prime Minister Putin, Russian dictator Putin, announced that if Europe tries to reduce the price of Russian gas, Russia will cut off supplies to the European Union. Even though the weather forecast predicts that it will be warm in Italy until November and this could reduce the consumption of gas to heat us, Russia has identified Italy in the midst of the election campaign as a target to speak out against. Every day some Russian institution threatens us, accuses us, predicts a catastrophic future for Italy. They literally promised us that we would suffer a couple of days ago. They want to influence our elections and to hear what some parties are saying, they are succeeding at least in part, just in part. In any case, both the European Union and Italy have predisposed plans to deal with the increasingly likely possibility that Russia will cut off gas supplies. The Italian government has planned to divide Italy into six areas, from the northern ones that needs gas the most because it has lower temperatures, up up to the southern ones where it is generally warmer and therefore the gas reduction will have the least impact. In addition, the government's plan does not include sanctions for Italian households and businesses that will not obey the required sacrifices. It is impossible to control temperatures inside houses and, and plants. So the government's plan is based on a willingness to reduce heating by a few degrees and for some time. In case of necessity, Italians will be asked to lower the radiators by 2 degrees and shorten the switch on time by 1 hour a day and the heating period by 15 days. This will be minimal sacrifices for a just cause. There will be calls for less electricity to be wasted, 
Perhaps at Christmas there will be no, not there will not be many lights on to celebrate in to, in our cities and in, even in our homes. And there is already a debate among scientists, chefs, and common people about cooking pasta by reducing the use of gas. One of those debates that ignite the attention of the many Italians who are always ready to have their say on any subject, let alone how to cook pasta. In reality, Italians have overcome much, much worse things in the past. It was when, when it, it was we, the Italians, those of the post-war period who rolled up their sleeves and rebuilt a country destroyed by a 20-year dictatorship and then by the war also fought on our soil. But also it was we, the Italians, those who in 1973 discovered the meaning of the word austerity due to international tensions in the Middle East that caused oil prices to explode. Italy suddenly found itself with Sundays when it was not allowed to drive cars. City lights darkened, clubs closed at 11 p.m., neon lights in bars and cinemas turned off. The whole country, after the years of post-war economic redemption, woke up poorer. It was a shock. The measures adopted by the government changed the lives of families, anticipating evening dinners and news times, eliminating Sunday out-of-town trips and lowering speed limits, anticipating the closing times of offices and stores. On some occasions, the President of the Republic even traveled by horse-drawn carriage. We are entering a difficult winter, Prime Minister Mariano Rumor explained on television back then in 1973. And that is exactly what the European Economic, 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 Economic Commission on Italy's Paolo Gentiloni said yesterday, we are entering a difficult winter. But, but as is often the case, the austerity of 1973 was also an opportunity for we, the Italians, to put our ingenuity, our resilience and our inventiveness to good use without giving up the fun. Let's do it again. This time winter will be hard, but we will get through it. Make no mistake. It's all for now. It's all for today. I'll see you next Thursday. Please stay safe. Please take care. Please enjoy your life. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was We the Italia News, the first episode of the fourth season. Ciao from Rome.